Studios in Bath, New York, with a 20-degree temperature drop by this time tomorrow afternoon. Our high, just 42. Kevin has your forecast in a few minutes. It is Election Day in the U.S., and it has been a steady trickle at polls in New York, Pennsylvania, and the other 48 states. These guys are in Monroe County, New York. I care about what's going on in the town. I want to make sure we have the right people in office. Everything starts at the local level. When we think about what happens in Washington, everything that really happens there happens at our local level, and we just need to start here to make sure that we have effective leaders in place. I think no matter what age you're in, it's important to get involved. Ian Winter has been volunteering in Monroe County for years. Local government affects your life more than federal really ever will. He says most people don't know what they're voting for if they're not picking a president. We're voting on local law enforcement here. We're voting on local property taxes. We're voting on, you know, leaf pickup, brush pickup, that sort of thing, highway department stuff, stuff that really impacts you. At issue on the ballot in New York State, does there need to be a cap on what local school districts can borrow? This expert says mid-sized cities like Olean and Horseheads can't afford things like roofs. When you go dollar for dollar and pound for pound on resources, the suburban and rural school districts can oftentimes purchase three times more. But opponents say borrowing more than you can afford creates a different problem. In Pennsylvania, they're picking a state's Supreme Court judge today. Polls are open until 8 p.m. in PA and 9 o'clock in the Empire State. There's a significant gun rights case before the U.S. Supreme Court today. Do people cited with domestic violence incidents get to keep their guns? Here's Solicitor General Elizabeth Preligar. A woman who lives in a house with a domestic abuser is five times more likely to be murdered if he has access to a gun. The case centers around a man who assaulted his ex-girlfriend and won in an appeals court in Texas. That court saying you can't remove guns from American citizens. Because there weren't domestic violence protective orders back when the Second Amendment was ratified in 1791, that the present day regulation was unconstitutional. Second Amendment advocates say you cannot take guns from someone who's not convicted of domestic violence. Gun rights advocates say you're taking my weapons away before I've been convicted of a crime. Correct. That's the case, and now we await the ruling as the high court hears it out. In the Middle East, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu put out a televised statement today saying Israel's military is now fully operating inside Gaza City. He says a ceasefire will not happen until every single hostage is released. I think Israel will, for an indefinite period, will have the overall security responsibility because we've seen what happens when we don't have it. The Israeli-Hamas war has displaced more than a million Palestinians inside Gaza, one of the most densely populated places on the planet. It's been exactly one month since Hamas militants crossed into southern Israel, slaughtering around 1,400 people. Today, though, the Israelis are taking the fight back to Hamas. They continue gaining more territory inside the Gaza Strip. The humanitarian situation there is not improving. We are reaching a breaking point. Hundreds of trucks have made it past the Rafah gate, but they aren't carrying the one thing needed most. None of them has contained fuel. Fuel has been banned because it can be used by Hamas. Former President Barack Obama has injected himself into the conflict by assigning blame to both Hamas and Israel. If you want to solve the problem, then you have to take in the whole truth and you then have to admit 
Nobody's hands are clean. Obama condemns the Hamas attacks of October 7th, but also says the Israeli occupation of the Palestinian territory is unbearable. Midi scholar Dan Senor says Obama needs to brush up on his history. Israel's been out of there for 18 years. Hamas has been there for 16 years. And here President Obama is accusing Israel of occupying Gaza almost as a way to rationalize what Hamas did to Israel on October 7th. It's to say, yes, it was terrible what Hamas did, but... And the but is always, these people live in terrible conditions, and somehow the Israelis are responsible for it, except the Israelis haven't been there since 2005. More than 11,000 people have been killed on both sides of the conflict since the war began on October 7th, Israel's 9-11. Five presidential candidates will take the stage Wednesday night in Miami for the third GOP debate. On stage, Ron DeSantis, Chris Christie, Nikki Haley, Tim Scott, and Vivek Ramaswamy. DeSantis says America cannot afford four more years of pres- President Biden. His weakness has invited huge problems internationally. His agenda at home has been outright disastrous. And so, you know, we're now in a very difficult situation as a country. So many of our wounds are self-inflicted. Donald Trump is the front runner by double digits and is skipping the debate again tomorrow night. It starts at 8 p.m. on NBC. Ivanka Trump is set to take the stand in her father's civil fraud trial in New York tomorrow. Donald Trump is accused of cooking the books, inflating his net worth so the Trump organization could get more favorable loans. And staying at work, more people are deciding not to quit their jobs. White-collar job turnover has declined so steeply at some large employers that companies now find themselves over budget on certain teams and projects. This year, 73% of workers said they plan to stay at their jobs. That's up from 61% last year. Still to come on the 5 o'clock report, coding errors at voting machines in Pennsylvania, a General Motors plant in western New York getting the bucks, and those electric buses in New York are too expensive for schools. Those stories after weather with Kevin Williams. Clouds will break a bit tonight. The winds will subside, and it will turn much chillier than it was last night. Daybreak temperatures, upper 20s to the upper 30s. It'll be a chilly day on Wednesday, some sunshine and clouding over. High temperatures, upper 30s to the upper 40s. A little rain and sleet will arrive in northwest Pennsylvania and southwest New York later in the day and then spread through the rest of western and central New York at night with a few wet snowflakes. Starting to feel like fall. Thank you, Kevin. Checking the stories, making news where you live across New York and Pennsylvania. It is Election Day. Today, polls are open until 9 tonight in New York, 8 p.m. in Pennsylvania. Voters will decide a couple of constitutional amendments in New York and four statewide judicial contests in Pennsylvania, including an open seat on the state Supreme Court. A coding error in an eastern Pennsylvania county caused votes to be flipped on a ballot question that asked whether a pair of incumbent state appeals judges should be retained for additional 10-year terms. The yes and no votes for each judge were switched because of the error in Northampton County. They found it on touchscreen machines and it affected at least 300 stations. General Motors is spending big bucks on its engine plant in western New York. Family Life's D. Haley has the story. One week After a tentative agreement between General Motors and the United Auto Workers was reached, WGRZ-TV reports GM plans to invest $300 million in the Tonawanda engine plant. The investment will reportedly allow the plant to add drive unit production for GM's electric vehicles as the automaker transitions from gasoline-powered vehicles. Dee Haley, Family Life News. The mother of the Cornell student that threatened Jewish people on campus says he's had mental health struggles. Patrick Dye, 21 years old, faces a 
federal charge of posting threats to kill or injure others after allegedly posting in an online forum last month. Dai's mom says she thinks the threats were triggered by his use of a medication for depression and anxiety. She shared an apology she was given by Dai's lawyers. Dai had taken three semesters off because of a difficult transition to college. A statewide mandate under Kathy Hochul is costing schools. Family Life's Jeremy Miller has this story. The mandate requires schools to only purchase electric buses by 2027 and have an all-electric fleet by 2035. But each bus and charger costs around $500,000. Funding will likely come from capital projects, which require voter approval, and districts don't even know if the buses are capable of running their routes. Environmentalists say electric buses would be healthier for kids, but critics point to numerous incidents of electric buses bursting into flames. Jeremy Miller, Family Life News. And living like the homeless. For today's Hometown Heroes feature, we take you to the Buffalo Dream Center. Here's Pastor Eric Johns. We set our sights on getting gifts for about 200 kids that we had been working with through our after-school program, and I just really didn't know how we were going to do it. I think most of my church congregation were included in that list, enough people that were in need. So it was just an idea that I believe was a God idea. I was just driving my car one day, and I felt like the Spirit of God just speak to me to leave my house and go live with the homeless. And I mean, I know it was God because I wasn't thinking anything like that. So I uh, packed my little uh, backpack that I have and brought my sleeping bag and left my home for the week. You know, my church was behind me. People were uh, excited about me doing it. But that first year was pretty scary. I had no idea what I was doing. It's become kind of who I am rather than just something I do every year. I affectionately became known as the homeless pastor to a lot of our friends on the street. And a lot of them consider me their pastor. We now have a church that we've planted on the street, Curbside Church, which uh, has about 100 people that attend every Sunday right in the park downtown with music and preaching and everything. And so we've really gotten to know a lot of the homeless community and, and they've become a part of our lives. Is there one particular person you encountered, situation you encountered in all those 25 years out in the street that, that stands out? Oh, yeah. There's one guy in particular who's still a really good friend of mine. And I met Keith um, on the street when he had just gotten out of prison. So he had been out of prison only about two weeks. I just walked up to him one day and I said, sir, I've, I see you around. I said, I just want to pray for you. And he looked at me and he said, I know who you are. He said, you're that preacher from the church. He said, don't pray for me because it's too late for me. I'm going to hell. I just reached out to him, hugged him, prayed with him. He was one of the first guys that I reached out to. He's not homeless anymore. He's got an apartment up place to live. He became a part of our church and a part of my family and a a really good friend. That's Pastor Eric Johns, who 25 years ago started connecting with the homeless population in Buffalo, New York, by living with them for a solid week every year since. Go to the Family Life News podcast page to listen more to the practical and spiritual impact of the Buffalo Dream Center. Time next for tonight's market report brought to you by Ambassador Advisors. Here's Family Life's Dave Margolotti. Stocks are up today. Office sharing company we work, which once was valued at $47 billion, is in the process of filing for bankruptcy. The company trying to sort out its $16 billion long-term lease obligations. Hollywood actors still on strike after this past weekend with the studios offering their last and best terms to the actors' union. The new deal not good enough, though, as the union argues that AI protections were not addressed to their satisfaction. Negotiations were 
slated to resume today. Nintendo raising its outlook for the rest of the year as the video game giant is trending off Super Mario and the Legend of Zelda franchises. The Super Mario Brothers movie having grossed $1.3 billion in global box office returns. Oil today falling nearly 3%. That after China's exports data came in lower for the sixth straight month. It's an indication of a global slowdown in demand. Coming up tomorrow, Disney, Bayer, Suncor Energy, and more companies expected to release their quarterly earnings. Oil today closing below $78 a barrel. The Dow gaining 56 points. The Nasdaq rose 121. And the S&P 500 added 12. Ambassador Advisors is a Christian financial planning firm helping faithful stewards do more online at ambassadoradvisors.com. The late Larry Burkett often asked, do you trust God or do you just say you trust God? Hi, I'm Rob West with your Faith and Finance Minute. The Bible tells us over and over, the Lord will provide. Look back over your life and see if that isn't true. God kept his promise, providing not always your wants, but always your needs. And not just financially, he's also given you family, friends, and your church. God knows you need those things, and he provides them. There's a secret to casting aside fear of the future and finding contentment. Jesus tells us how to do it in Matthew 6. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Only when you align your will with God's can you really trust him. Manage your finances wisely with the easy-to-use FaithFi app. Download FaithFi, faith and finance from your app store, or learn more at faithfi.com. Coming up on the 5 o'clock report, the man who carried another on his back to a hospital during a heart attack. It happened in Buffalo, New York. That story after one last peek at weather. Behind a cold front that crossed the area during the day today, a chillier air mass will be in place for tonight and tomorrow. A stray flurry or sprinkle in parts of central New York this evening. Otherwise, patchy clouds, much chillier than last night. Low temperatures, upper 20s to the upper 30s. Tomorrow, some sun and turning cloudy. A chillier day, highs in the upper 30s to the upper 40s. A little rain and sleet will reach northwest Pennsylvania in the afternoon and spread into western and central New York at night. But then it's milder Thursday, cloudy with some showers and high temperatures, mostly in the 50s. Thank you, Kevin. Finally at 5, a man from the 10th MP Company serving in Buffalo saved a man's life during the December blizzard last year that killed 50 people. Army Specialist Manuel Cruz told Spectrum News that he tried to get to the unit's headquarters to report for duty on Buffalo's east side that day, but the roads were impassable. All the roads were completely blocked off. A lot of people were stuck. It was going to be a bigger blizzard than what was initially thought. He drove until he could no longer drive and then parked his car and got out, looking for ways to serve. I couldn't make it to the armory where I was told and reported to go to. I eventually ended up stopping here, and that's when I got out, grabbed my shovel, and was like, I'm going to start helping people. Without realizing it, he happened to park right next to a man that was trapped in his car, buried in snow. It was a transit police officer coming home from a 24-hour shift. I thought I was hearing things. I searched around. I thought someone was just knocking. Maybe my mind was playing tricks. And then that's when I realized that there was a car underneath all the snow. As he dug, he realized the man was having a heart attack. So he got him out of the car and then carried him on his shoulders all the way to Mercy Hospital through the biting wind and snow. My adrenaline was running and I just 
it was mind over matter. I had to get him there, and that's, that's what I was going to do. And there was nothing going to stop me and get, get him here. That man's life saved because of a soldier in Buffalo, New York. And that is the world that we live in for Tuesday, the 7th of November. I'm Sarah Harnish, and this is the 5 o'clock report on Family Life.